This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body, soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week we heard from the end of the ninth chapter of Matthew through the beginning of the tenth. And as I hope you'll recall, it's Jesus is taking his closest twelve disciples and for the first time sending them out as apostles. Apostle means one who is sent. He sends them out to do what he's been doing, to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse lepers, to drive out demons, to act living Jesus's love the same way they have witnessed Jesus's living this love. So this is about people 2,000 years ago, and it's about every one of us. To be a Christian, to receive the grace of Jesus' life, is to be sent out to live that way in this world, whether you like it or not. I hope you like it. If you don't, there's no other reality of what it is to be a Christian. So that passage last week ended with the eighth verse of Matthew 10. I encourage you this week when you go home, read the intervening verses from 9 to 25, I think that's right, before what we heard today. In those verses, As Jesus is sending out the apostles, he warns them that this is not going to be easy. It's not even really a warning. It's just a description of fact. He says that when they go into certain towns and villages, people are not going to receive all of this. They're going to reject it. And he says, you go out, shake the dust of that town off of your feet, and God will be the judge of these people. That's pretty straightforward. They've witnessed that Jesus is rejected by plenty of people. He's fine. He moves on. But he also says that there are going to be very severe persecutions in the future for people who live this apostolic love as his agents in the world. He says that you're going to be these apostles, you're going to be thrown into court and persecuted for doing this. You're going to be scourged in synagogues. You're going to be hated by all if you do this. Within your families, the most intimate relationships that should be of God, people are going to hand you over to death because you're living as my apostle. And he says, they're going to do this to the head of the household, Jesus. How much more they're going to do this to the members of the household? I would think that if I were one of those original 12, hearing about this severe persecution, including death, my reaction would include fear. It should include fear. Fear is a natural, the natural human reaction to danger. We're built to experience fear. 
When danger threatens us, we can be shaken by it. We can be deeply shaken. At the extreme, we can experience terror at something like horrible persecution, particularly for living the love of God. You could say from a distance, if you're reading this while you're having a gin and tonic, well, that's nothing new. That's happened in every time and place, particularly in our Jewish ancestry, to people who work for God in a world that is absolutely free and does often reject God. Beautiful example from that first reading, Jeremiah. Jeremiah is one of the most important people in the Old Testament. He lives at the turn of the sixth century before Christ. He's called by God to go out and simply proclaim God's truth to God's chosen people. But he lives at a time when our Jewish ancestors have very widely and very deeply turned away from God, freely turned away from God. They've in many ways rejected God's covenants. They're living immoral, corrupt lives, and they like it. They really enjoy their sin. They like their immorality. Jeremiah is sent out to call out these people in love, but this is not welcomed. He's called to go out by God. He's sent out by God to remind his people of the truth and to explain the consequences are going to be horrible if they freely choose to live this way. So he's rejected. He is beaten up. He is thrown in effectively prison. He's thrown into a cistern so that he'll hopefully die there. He reacts, among other things, which he should, with fear. We heard it in that reading. Terror on every side. He knows that people who are his brothers and sisters want to destroy him violently. So he experiences fear. He should experience fear. Every human being naturally experiences fear, and every human being then has to make a decision. What am I going to do? Am I going to live in fear, or am I going to live otherwise? Think about Jeremiah. He could just be frozen in the fear. He could have some kind of breakdown because of the fear. He could easily turn away from God and turn away from doing what God's asking him to do, because then the fear will be eliminated. What he chooses to do is to reaffirm his relationship with God and the mission that God has given him. He says God is with him. He affirms just that God is still there. He praises God for rescuing him from his enemies. He affirms that God ultimately, he believes, is going to vindicate him. God is going to bring justice. God is going to defeat his enemies. You with me here? Thank you. Let's be realistic. That's true, what he says. But the fact is, as far as we can tell, the scripture doesn't tell us how his life ends. But the very strong Jewish tradition is that Jeremiah is ultimately sent into exile by these enemies of his and he's murdered. A person could say, when Jeremiah says, in the midst of his fear, God is going to triumph over his enemies, he's wrong. He's delusional, because his enemies, in fact, kill him. So, if you're a disciple of Jesus 2,000 years ago, even if you got that example of Jeremiah when he's very confident in the midst of his fear, I think you would say, 
the data is not very good on this. Jeremiah, when he experiences God's enemies, he's defeated by God's enemies. So let me be sure we're here, that we're in this together. What does Jeremiah not know? And what do those disciples at this point not know about God's power? What before the resurrection of Jesus do those disciples not know? The resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus. Just say it. The resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus. And now think about this. When Jesus is talking about these horrible persecutions, he's not talking about when he first sends them out. None of that takes place until after the resurrection of Jesus. The persecutions, the death, only take place for them after the resurrection of Jesus. What he's talking about is their future after he has defeated death, after that power has been breathed into them, and then they're sent out into the world. He's talking about those disciples after his resurrection, and he's talking about you and me. He's talking about every Christian from Pentecost until whenever this world comes to an end. So particularly because we're still hopefully living the grace of Easter, listen carefully to what Jesus says in here about your fear of living apostolic love. He says in the passage, he's saying it to you, fear no one, fear no one. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered by me, proclaim from the housetops. There are lots of enemies out there. They are going to do terrible things to you, potentially. Your fear is real, and you have a job. Your job is to get out there and live my love in the face of whatever opposition there is. What I speak to you in darkness, the darkness of the world, proclaim in the light of my love. What you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Jesus says to those disciples, to you and me, God knows everything that's going on. God knows about the intimate lives of sparrows. You know, there are a zillion sparrows. They're worth practically nothing. God knows everything that's going on with every sparrow on the planet. God knows how many hairs are on your head, and Jovial, just be comforted. Even if it's zero, God knows this. God is with you. God is always with you. He will never leave you. You're facing fear. It's real about people who are enemies of God, enemies of Jesus, and he's totally with you. Jesus says, do not fear the one who cannot destroy, can kill your body, but cannot kill your soul. If your worst outcome occurs, which is not going to happen to most of us in this parish, this is mostly about your mother-in-law, this is about your boss, you're not living in North Korea, but if you're in academia, if you're in certain positions, yes, there are people who want to kill you practically 
cancel you if you speak for Jesus. Do not fear the one who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. The enemies of God, the enemies of Jesus, fear the one who can kill both body and soul in Gehenna, which is the Jewish biblical reference to hell. Who can do that? The answer is God. Be sure you get this. There is nothing to fear about God. God is only love. There is nothing in God that will cause any danger for you. The fear of God who can end our lives eternally, the fear is the biblical fear of the Lord, the fear of offending the only source of my life, the fear of going against the one who only loves me. Whoever, whoever, what is the verb? Acknowledges, thank you, acknowledges me before others, I, Jesus, will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. Right now, someone kills you, you're still with me, and you will be with me in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. You are totally free. God so loves us, God even respects our freedom to reject him. Once I have heard and got the commission of Jesus that all he wants from me is to be his agent in this world. If I make the choice, once I know that, to reject that commission, if I deny him before others, he so loves me, can you imagine the pain of this? He so loves me that he will accept that even eternally. Do not be afraid of anybody who can even kill your body. Be afraid of saying no to God hopefully because you love God, but hopefully because you want to live now and you want to live eternally. I'm gonna repeat it one more time. God so loves you that he respects your freedom to deny him and he will continue to respect it. So, you are called, one call, to be the agent of Jesus in this world, to get out there and live apostolic love. People reject you. You are afraid of this. What I say to you in darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not live in fear, live in Jesus. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.